Hey manifestors, this is Michelle Anderson and I am so excited because I'm really going to start digging in and taking you on a journey about how to really manifest the life and business of your dreams. I love saying that because I know that it's really possible and sometimes when I say that I kind of step out of myself and I imagine what other people might be thinking and I think that there's a lot of naysaying not in just this topic, um, but in life in general about success. Just imagine you're back in high school and you were either one of the cool kids or you weren't. <laughs> and if you were like me and you weren't, uh, when people would talk about the cool kids, you may have made fun of them like a lot and played them down and said that they were jerks. Well, now I am one of the cool kids uh, because I was a nerd back then, <laughs> but I did diligently, persistently, and with a lot of hard work and faith and love in myself, learn how to create the life and business of my dreams. And that will morph and change over time. But on this side of it, on this side of a success that I found for myself, I can see a lot of naysayers on the other side the people who aren't the cool kids making fun of manifesting the life and business of your dreams. And they might be bashing it in this way or the other. And um, I think that is just insecurities playing out. I know what it's like. I was on the other side of that. But I just want you to know if it sounds ridiculous that you can have everything or pie in the sky. First of all, I don't think if you didn't believe that you would be listening to this podcast. But um, it's all here for you. And I'm here for you because of that, and I want you to get what you need. So today I'm going to talk about something that's actually going to go out on the newsletter list tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it is the theme of planning. <laughs> tomorrow the newsletter is going to be called something like how to know how to plan your business. <laughs> So the thing I want to say about how to plan your business the right way, um, if you're wondering how to create a surefire way to manifest the life and business of your dreams, is that um, it involves a little shift in perspective about how to predict what you want for yourself. So I love the book Psycho-Cybernetics. I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast or not yet, Um I'm a little bit embarrassed that I hadn't read it up until now. I recently picked it up and I thought, oh my gosh, I really, really wish I would have had this as a foundational information when I really first started this journey. So if you're wanting a little buddy in your backpack, get Psycho-Cybernetics. It's good for any part in your journey. It's amazing. What I find that's so great about it, especially for beginners, is that the languaging is really accessible. And it's something that I plan to read again and again because there's so much easy information in there and you learn and, and actually like just absorb and change as you read it. And so some books are amazing like that and this is one of them. So one of the coolest things that's kind of stuck with me that I find to be so true that Maxwell Maltz, the author, talks about is that he says that we have this mechanism inside us where we automatically course correct after we fail. And as we do things and we start to figure out which successes work for us, we start to know what that's like. And we're not um, 
like robots without some smartness to us. Like just a regular machine would kind of turn around and like craziness and not learn from something that's not working, but we do. So no matter where you go in the direction of where you're at in your life and business, as long as you're doing and moving with momentum and taking in the feedback from these experiences, that that is like one of the keys to actually you know, acting out your plan. I think a lot of people get hung up on, oh, I'm going to do this in my life or my business when, and they kind of have a plan that stifles them. Some, people's are pl- some people are more planners and some people are doers. I'm a doer. I am a manifester. I am the manifest lady at this point. That's all I'm talking about from here on out. But I know that before I really knew much about the world and didn't have that much experience, I used to get stuck in planning mode. When you're in planning mode, you basically aren't going anywhere and it can be a place where you're actually hiding from the thing that you need to be doing. I have been in lots of mastermind groups and inevitably there's a planner in the group. Um, I, I would just be a hider. I, w- I would be someone that would um, pretend like I'm doing a lot of things and doing things and, and that would be my way to not be doing the thing that I should be doing. So I'd be making it look like I was manifesting the hell out of something, but the thing I needed to be doing wasn't getting done. Planning can be a way to make yourself think that you're on your way somewhere, but spending too much time planning can be a way to end up hiding from where you need to be. Um, If I worried too much about planning my business when I started my first company, Flourish Design, 10 years ago when I was a freelancer, there would be over 200 clients right now in the Cincinnati area that didn't get landscapes because... I had no stinking idea what I was doing when I started that business. In fact, it was really a lot of winging it and flying by the seat of my pants. Now, I don't recommend you run your business like that forever. What I do recommend is that you get yourself a coach and a mastermind or both at the same time or whatever you need. Layer them up, psychologist, psychiatrist, um, energy healer, a bunch of books, take a yoga training, all that stuff. I've definitely done all of those things. Um, but get what you need so that you end up change the winging it part into intentionality. Um, But at some point you have to start and really act like a crazy person. (laughs) So if I worried too much about planning out what my business looked like, I would have gotten stuck. And the other thing that happens when you start planning is that you get scared. You get scared that your plan's not gonna work. Um, And If I would have worried too much about planning things out, I actually would still be the one designing all the landscapes and I actually need to be a coach right now. So I ended up hiring a person that it wasn't my plan. He learned quicker than I thought how to design and manage the projects and I realized that was a little God wink that said, you know what? This is the time for this person to fill these shoes. You know you want to do it sometimes. And that was really not a part of the plan. Um, But it sure as heck was something that I had in mind that I wanted to do eventually. So, and if I was really worried about planning things out and over planning and having a really clear picture um, 
And that's, and that is different than clarity. I'm going to get to that in a second. If I needed to have everything planned out to a T, um, I definitely wouldn't have any coaching clients right now or a social media presence. I'm going to use my social media presence as the example here. Okay. Because I love Instagram. I'm finally getting a chance to understand how I want that to work for my coaching practice. I'm using it in my other businesses as well. It was a little bit easier for me to set it up for flourish design, but you can go check out that handle at Flourish by Design. On my coaching one, I thought, well, this one's a little bit different. The message is more bold. I have to be more authentic to be engaging. And I'm not quite sure how this should look and feel. So I tried to think about how to plan it, but I quickly realized, especially in the social media space, and that's why I love marketing so much at this point, because I've learned it through the online uh, social media um, breeding grounds is that you really, you can plan it out and have a strategy, but you really don't know until you test. And the cool thing about it is that you can test in real time. And social media is really flippant. It's, you know, after 60 seconds or 24 hours or whatever it may be, your media might be stale. And some of them like the IG stories go away. So the cool thing about that space is that it's testing, testing, testing. And I love that because being a small business owner had taught me that it's all in your testing and trialing and erroring. So I generally have a plan in the beginning of each year now. I didn't at first, but it always changes. In fact, it's kind of comical. Last year, my plan changed really, really drastically. Um, in the first quarter, it took sort of a 30-degree turn, and I had a lot of eggs in certain baskets. By the time I tried those baskets and got to the third quarter, I needed to take a 180. And I wouldn't have known that I needed to do that if I hadn't have jumped right in and tested, tested, tested. This was things I was testing in a few other brands of mine and my coaching practice and some of the things uh, reported back to me some really wild results that were not in keeping with what my, my plan had. So I'm really glad that I didn't stay in planning mode for a long, long time. I know some people love to do this and I have watched... People in incubators spend a really long time on business plans. There definitely is a time for that, especially if you have financial numbers and you need to get backing and you uh, have investors looking at you and stuff like that. Those are great ways to start your business out, but keep in mind that they're going to change and need to be organic and that you're going to need to be able to be flexible. So I learned in embarking upon my business by doing some planning. Sometimes it would be 30 days out. Sometimes it would be six months out. Now it's usually I have a 12-month idea of what I want things to look like and then kind of a five-year big goal. Um, But like I said, it changes quarterly and now it changes every 30 days with my social media experiments. But I would plan some and I still plan some. And once While I have that plan, I actually look at the same time at the people who I really admire, who it appears that they're being a success. And the reason why I say it appears that they're being a success is because with online uh, 
presence these days you know you could have someone with a ton of followers that really isn't making that much money or you could have someone that's making a ton of money and they're sharing the results and they're really not that happy whatever it may be I just tend to look at people who it appears to me that they have the type of success that I want and they're in a similar enough space that attracts me to what they're doing I look at what they're doing and I go okay here's at least some things that are working I'm going to model and mimic this and then I leap in imperfectly and I say that because the plan that I create allows for enough awareness that there needs to be flexibility so that when it does start happening I know that it needs to be tweaked um and that is where my other uh, buddy, in addition to Maxwell Maltz's psychocybernetics, his auto-correcting uh, failure is my other buddy. That's that's where that comes in. So, whenever I have a plan and I embark upon it, especially if it's in marketing or sales, I I do expect to fail. I don't go in like oh, I'm gonna fail here. I just I know that I go in. Um, expecting to do my best and to stick to my overall mission which is to help people manifest the life and business of their dreams or whatever it may be whatever brand I'm paying attention to at that moment but I I'm open to when failure rolls in just that being the thing that's going to help me auto correct or course correct towards where I need to be or where my goal is and then if I keep failing a lot and the results tell me something like you might even want to shift your goal a little bit here. I'll check in with myself and see if that needs to happen. So in planning phase, it is impossible to protect yourself from failure completely. Uh, you just can't. So failure and the, the course correcting that we have, it's just like an automatic piece of what we are. You know, when you feel stress, when you get sick, when you um, are just depressed or you're not motivated or you're not inspired that's a sign that you need to check in with yourself and get back to where you need to be so failure and the course correcting are just sort of the gifts that we have um, that I used to build my business and to really go from sucking hard to doing well and what I mean by doing well you know I used those two things to get to a place that I would call success. Now, success to me is I have the amount of income that I want right now for my bills, my fun stuff, some disposable income, and the type of lifestyle that really suits me. So there's always something more that I want to achieve, and that's you know how things are always going to be. But Right now, success to me is pretty chill. I mean, I'm recording this at my home office. I have a beautiful loft that I live in, and it's kind of like a big kitty treehouse because there's three tiger kitties that I share this loft with. And this won't always be the success that I want for myself because someday I'll want to share my space with someone that I'm raising kids with and have some happy kids and have and not have my home office be my headquarters. I'll wanna have my office outside of my house. And that will then be the success success picture that I need. But for right now, this is what this looks like. And you can fail and course course correct your way to anything that looks appropriate for you. And it's definitely something um, that's super key is to wanna be striving towards this 
this this thing that you want right now and the next thing that you want it never ends so the way to get to this magical place called success requires these two ingredients plus and this is so 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 important if anybody doesn't include this then they're being ridiculous because if you don't know what your desire is then um something somewhere is gonna break so trying things to be able to course correct trying things plus failing that's you know the mechanism at work that's you rolling up your sleeves getting in there you know trying things out it doesn't have to be extremely challenging or hard for in my experience there are times when it is and times when it isn't but those things plus knowing what you desire in life equal success that's that's what you're gonna that's the when I say success what that means so if you're listening to this podcast if you're a fan of the message that I have it's this is the core of that that success has everything to do with you knowing what your desire in life is that's basically your passion whatever lights you up and having the uh ability to get out there and try it and fail and and use that desire and that passion to continue going. That is basically the momentum that makes manifestation work. So manifesting isn't just a matter of meditating and magnetizing things toward you, although that can be possible. It looks more like, and you can incorporate that into your world. I certainly do, and I recommend it having that clarity of of mind with meditation and pause and space and then being in the inspired action that the desire is going to give you to try and fail for your success so here's the thing though and this is really the purpose of this episode today that i wanted to get to this desire is because for some people admitting what your desire is is super scary And really, the only thing holding my business together is that very thing, knowing what my desire in life is and isn't. I just told you what my success looks like, and it's a pretty posh life. But the thing is, every time you get to a new level, you want more. And that is actually a, a good thing. It creates the contrast for you to reignite your fire over and over and over again. And I still have sad or bad days. And the contrast of those sad or bad days allows me to reach out for that passion again and light it. And let that show me where I need to go next. And without the contrast of those lower moments, I would start to take for granted what just the poshness is. So... You know, knowing when to plan a few things out and when to jump in and just do it is something that your desire will tell you what and how to do. Now, the how to do that all fast, where the real manifesting comes in, I'm, I'm sure anyone listening has or has seen someone else kind of shoot to the moon really quickly in their life. Well, if you've got this whole... Uh, trying things and failing and desire equals success function happening. If you're really clear on your desire 
and you, you have clarity. <laughs> the clarity is where you get to do things super duper crazy. Yes. Fast. So anyways, cool thing about, um, the desire piece is that that is what informs your clarity. I'm going to come back to the desire piece. So I teach people how to find that success mechanism that they already have inside of them by tapping into their desire. And then I help them see the clarity around that. And the reason why I said that in that order is because this is everything in business. And I found that that kind of comes in that order, desire first and then clarity second. Because when you get these two things jamming and you're not afraid to keep that momentum, you will manifest results fast. You'll manifest them faster the more practice you have and the more familiar you get with the cycle of the the challenge and the the tools that you need to pull upon to to get in the flow of this momentum. But it's something that I, if I have an addiction now, it would definitely be to this process because it just keeps um, rolling me up into my desire and passion and it's exciting. I know that there's something more for me to do or up level when I kind of get you know, off, come down from my roller coaster ride a little bit and go, hmm, this is kind of just a regular day. What, what more do I need to tap into? Who else can I help? So the reason why you would want to have all this clarity from being tapped into this momentum is that, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to map out your business quicker. You're going to be able to make decisions easier. Um, for some people that I've worked with, it just meant feeling purposeful instead of having one foot in the grave. That's a client's exact words. So desire is not always something that we naturally know how to to know about ourselves. And I want to make this point, and I've made it in some of the other episodes, that it's totally okay if you're struggling to even know what you desire. And the reason I say that is because I experienced it myself and one of my lowest points in my business was when I hired my coach and um, I think my other lowest point was just discovering and and realizing that I that I had to make a really really big change in my business which was to um, leave the marriage that I was in but the first lowest point was just the shame and the guilt around the fact that my business wasn't working and Starting to work with that coach really put me in a momentum to start to trial and error and start to fail. But I thought I was pretty clear on what my desire was, but I actually didn't realize how removed I was from it. So your body will always tell you when you're removed from your desire. And if your body's bummed out or you're stressed or you're sad, you're removed from your desire. So tapping into your passion and what you really, really want for yourself. Like not just like, so for example, me at the time, I loved design. I loved landscape design. It wasn't the whole thing I wanted to do. I studied architecture. I just loved connecting people with their spaces. And it took this journey that I was about to go on to force me to go deeper into my passion. And my real passion is manifesting stuff, (laughs) to be honest, and teaching other people how to do it. And I actually do that by connecting people to their environment. And their environment doesn't stop at the home they live in. It's their neighborhood. It's the place they work. It's the people they work with. It's the things they have. 
your whole environment is your mirror. So my coaching journey forced me to start looking deeper at my passion, not just professionally, but personally too. And that's when I had to look at the person I had in my life that was closest to me and say, this person is like actually in the way of me being happy and it's covering up who I really am. I'm not able to be who I really am with this person here. So I didn't even really, really know what my desire was at that point yet. And what it took for me to get there was to actually edit, 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 edit. So I had to take things out of my life and before I could see what my desire looked like. And it really took a few years, but I never stopped. And I started to see my business improve by using all the tools and just course correcting and failing and course correcting and failing. And there were lots of landmark rewards along the way. I started to see my business improve and I knew that I was moving towards being happier and I did feel happier, but it wasn't really until I really, 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 really transformed my environment. Cause when I started my business, I was in this like really gross apartment. So by the time I was at this pivotal point, I lived in an, in a nice house by myself as a single person. And, and I kind of had the space to think after I edited, edited out everything that wasn't working. And then I had this open space and it was only that open space that allowed me to go, Hmm, I think my desires coming up. I think what I really love in life is coming up. And and I was making sure that I was doing fun things and just in doing fun things and reconnecting with my creative pursuits. And for me, that just involves, I was doing improv theater. That's really fun. I'm definitely not the best, but I really like it. And then I, you know, like karaoke. So just being goofy and being in something that's going to take me out of my head and then making sure that I was spending time with friends. That piece right there was getting me to let go and just get back in touch with the fact that I have a, a funny but really bold message and that needed to live through my coaching practice as well as the other brands that I have like Flourish Design. But in realizing that I was ready to use my voice to tell some really bold things to a lot of you know, people that were actually had become a captive audience because I had used my newsletter to voice what I was going through the whole time. And I had built this newsletter list into a really devoted following. And even though for the first five years, I really didn't think I knew what I was doing and my newsletter changed quite a bit, people would see me when I was networking and say, oh my gosh, I love your newsletter. And at the time I didn't think I knew anything or that I had any expertise. And when I recognized that I did and started to take the lead with my voice, it was all sort of organic how I rolled into my desire and it started to illuminate itself before me. So had I not just been in the momentum around trying and doing and whatever that was for myself, then I would have not gotten tapped into that passion very well at all. It was only by just having the faith that it was available to me that I that I got there. And I was f- so freaking relentless about getting there because once I started to peel back the layers that weren't working, that were miserable and uncomfortable, 
I would find relief every time. And every time I found relief, I thought, gosh, can this be better? Can this be better? And every time it could be. And I was very pleased with myself for trusting that it could be. And it always can be better. There's always more. There, you never, you arrive, but you never really end. So you can find your flow, but there's always going to be something that, that asks for you to go to another level. So magical things definitely happen when you commit to this journey and you pay attention to what is the next thing that your mind and your spirit and your emotions and your body want you to do like manifesting cool shit will happen I, I promise you it will so when I'm out there saying manifest the dream life and business that you want um it can happen and and for me it's actually happened like several times because I've changed you know, what that looked like for me several times already, and it still will continue to change. That's why I love the manifesting way to be because we're always changing as people. We're always at different stages of our life. There's always something more to be, do, and have. So we're, we're natural manifestors. Anyways, I'm so glad that you were here today to listen. And uh, I did decide that this will be a weekly podcast, so we'll have one a week. I overambitiously decided that I wanted to have one a day, but honestly, I have a really, really lean team, and uh, I, I'm just going to stick to what the team can handle right now. So if you want to get more of the manifesting information, definitely hop over to Instagram, and there's two reasons why you're going to want to do that. So the Instagram handle is Michelle Lynn Anderson, that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, two L's, L-Y-N-N, a-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. Michelle and Anderson is the Instagram handle. Right now, there's a link in the bio that will get you straight to the um, Manifest the Life and Business of Your Dreams booklet. It's a worksheet, really. I'm going to go into more detail about that on the next podcast, but I want you to have that information now if you want to go and get that. It's free. Go there, download it. It's pretty awesome. And the reason why I need to explain it more on the podcast is because it might seem like a simple worksheet, but there's a lot of fun and juicy things for you to have in there. And if you are listening to this at a future date and I change that link in the bio, you can always find it by going to michelleanderson.com. And that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-A-N-D-E-R-S-E-N.com. And this is a brand spanking new podcast. It's only about 30 days old at this point. So please review me if you like what you're hearing here so that it can pop up. If I get reviewed and people love us and I get to add another employee to our team, guess what? You get more podcasts. So give us some stars, say something, and uh, you're welcome to reach out and DM me on Instagram if there's something in particular that you want me to explain, and I'll be happy to consider it. So see you next time, or talk to you soon. Bye-bye.